How to Create a Glitch Monologues Season 21 Chapter 4 This is Season 21 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 4. In this episode, we will be incorporating Season 15 Chapter 3 and Chapter 1, along with our discussion of S-waves and P-waves and the enteric nervous system to our discussion of the structure of retrocausal thoughts. Now, in past episodes, we described a kind of structure to retrocausal thoughts. Essentially that structure was that there are two kinds of thought chains. Retrocausal, where the proximate cause and the cause in fact are at different ends of the chain. And causal, where the proximate cause and cause in fact are the same. We got into detail with respect to how a retrocausal chain begins with a memory from the past associated with some other person, then proceeds into more general associations until it reaches the terminal or anchor association which is some external form or stimuli. From this basic structure, I will hypothesize the likely pathway through the nervous system that these retrocausal chains move. To start out, retrocausality is the product of a more refined form of intuition. The right hemisphere of the brain and the enteric nervous system both play a role in intuition. The reason for this is that the enteric nervous system, the digestive tract, is sensitive to S waves and P waves, as explained in season 15 chapter 3 and chapter 1. S waves again are sympathetic waves. They are waves which stimulate changes in the sympathetic activation of the digestive tract in others. P waves do the same for the parasympathetic nervous system. S waves and P waves are produced by our bodies in response to social tension or its release. In other words, if someone does something which increases your sympathetic nervous system activation, this is an S-wave. If they do something that stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system, this is a P-wave. I talk about these waves as if they are concepts, but they are actual waves, composed of what, I am not sure, that travel from one person to another when they act in certain ways. The key point here is that these waves preempt our conscious perception of the stimuli. The other point which is important is that the intuition centers of the body include the limbic system or hippocampus. So again, this is where our emotional memories reside. Now the pathway that retrocausality follows is 1. The enteric nervous system receives P waves or S waves which alters its stimulation or inhibition. 2. The enteric nervous system registers this information with the hippocampus, which transmits it to the limbic association area. The limbic association area sends the information to the anterior association area where it is conceptualized through association. But wait, we're missing something here. How does this explain retrocausality? Well, I've discovered the following. By training the mind to conceptualize every intuitively correct signal received from the enteric nervous system in the anterior association area, one is building an interface for these types of thoughts. So let me give you an example. Your wife is ordering takeout. But it's a surprise. She doesn't tell you what she is ordering. Your intuition, through the process above, thinks it's pizza. A equals pizza internally. You come to this conclusion based upon a myriad of factors, information, associations, building a complex model of the world around you. Now, the food arrives. Your wife shows you what she ordered. If A equals pizza internally and the sensory information about the food once processed equals A then the pathway is reinforced. Thus, 
A equals A. Now the next time she orders food, your brain already has this complex model inside of it, which looks for common features with the past context. Likewise, this time there is new information from the enteric nervous system which provides further confirmation of the model. Again, A equals A, and your model is reinforced again. Now, imagine we are not talking about pizza but systemization of intuitively correct experiences. Imagine if you could build a theory which reinforces the intuitive pathways which interpret P waves and S waves reaching the enteric nervous system. Imagine if you could build a model which correctly predicts A equals A, even when there is limited information available to the model. Let's go back to our example of the ground zero bumper sticker. You recall a memory about a conversation with a friend the night before during which time you said, offhand, you hope that there is no nuclear war in Ukraine. This is preserved, symbolically represented as A, in your brain. In fact, there are connections between the model in the anterior association area and this memory in the brain. Flash forward 12 hours, you're on the highway and the thought recurs with no apparent cause. This thought is associated with the limbic system, the hippocampus, triggered by the intuitive pathways of the right hemisphere, hippocampus and enteric nervous system. In effect, S waves received from passengers of a nearby vehicle, match or trigger the same pathway as the night before. How you ask, remember how in the example, the vehicle was passing you. This is an anxiety-producing stimuli. It is a socially significant stimuli. It has as an association a kind of superiority to it. It fits perfectly into the S-wave criteria. And this bumper sticker makes the vehicle stand out. It is significant socially as well, as an act of non-conformity. What I am saying is that the driver of the vehicle, the particular S-waves they emit, being both conscious of their superiority and the bumper sticker, codes precisely to the memory of the night before. It precedes its observable cause namely, the bumper sticker on the car reading, ground zero. The signal from the hippocampus travels up to the limbic association area where it moves into the anterior association area. There it encounters your model, which it fits perfectly into, symbolized as A. Now, your model recognizes this stimuli immediately and begins to form associations with it, preceding the particular stimuli, the bumper sticker, such that when it passes, it terminates, rather than originates the chain of thoughts. Thus, P waves and S waves are not physically observable phenomenon, necessarily, they are properties of communicative behavior passing through the context as waves of sound, vibration and light. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.